0: ABC Listen
1: Hello my friends, it's Ruby here and you are listening to Newstime (laughs) Hello Ruby Hi Ruby On today's show, we are off to Ireland to feast on oysters While we digest, we'll spend some time hanging out at a Queensland rodeo Then we'll meet some mini musical maestros I'll give you the lowdown on an important weather event called an El Niño and then it'll be time for... Wow the Week. Absolutely. The week's biggest wow-wee. So, what do you think, team? Are you ready? I'm ready. Alrighty, here we go. Story number five. Have you ever seen an oyster before? They're a sea creature made of two bits of shell closed together. And if you open them up, there's a soft, salty pillow that you can eat. Some people say it looks and feels like snot. And hmm, I can definitely see what they mean. But lots of people love the taste of oysters and think of them as a very special treat.
0: I've eaten an oyster before, but it tastes yuck. I don't want to try that one. They're an
1: acquired taste. But people who do like them absolutely love them. Opening an oyster has a special name. It's called shucking. And believe it or not, there are oyster shucking competitions to see who can open them up the cleanest and the quickest.
0: I would want to do the sport only if I liked oysters.
1: This year, Australia's oyster shucking champion is a Gamilaroi man named Jared Dennis, his friends call him Duty. In May, Doody was crowned National Shucking Champion, which means he got to go and compete at the International Oyster Opening Championships. Duty is the first Indigenous person to represent Australia at the international competition. It happened last week in the country Ireland. The oysters that grow over there are pretty different to Australian oysters.
0: I would be nervous because you don't know who's gonna win.
1: Duty did a brilliant job and had a great time hanging out with shuckers from all over the world. Good on you, Duty! Keep on shucking.
0: Story number four.
1: This next story is about a rodeo. At a rodeo, people compete in events like bull riding, where they try to sit on a bucking bull for as long as possible, and also something called calf roping where riders try to catch a calf with a rope. It's a tricky sport, and it takes a lot of hard work and effort. Some of the skills that cowboys and gillaroo's use at rodeos are useful for people who work on
0: farms. And you can also take care of animals, which is really fun. And my nanny used to be a farmer.
1: Most people who compete at rodeos are men, so big rodeo events tend to focus on the men's competition. But there are also women in Australia who like competing too. Some of them enter mixed competitions, but they say that sometimes it feels like their achievements aren't given enough attention. It is not fair. Up until now, if a woman wanted to compete in a women's-only rodeo, she would have to go overseas to places like the United States. But this month, Australia held its first-ever women's-only rodeo. It happened in Normanton, which is in northwest Queensland. People travelled from all over to attend, and it was a huge success.
0: They would be really happy. They would feel excited because it's their first race with all only girls on it.
1: The organisers hope that this is just the beginning and that eventually there will be lots more women's only rodeos for stock women to show off their skills.
0: Story number three Do you play a musical instrument? I play the viola, because I do want to play the violin. I can play the djembe, I can play the trumpet, and I can play the piano. A recorder and the piano. Oh, what
1: a lovely bunch of sounds you must all make. The students at St Mary's North Public School in Western Sydney spend most of their school day doing stuff you'd probably expect. A bit of maths, some English, maybe a lesson or two in history, but they also spend half an hour every day focused on practising their musical instrument. That's because they're part of a program that's designed to encourage more kids to get into music, especially kids who don't have access to a musical instrument at home.
0: That's really cool. Happy so they can learn more things. They
1: get lessons from a music teacher once a week and then they practise their instrument in their classroom while their teacher watches on. They even get paired up with a professional musician to help them feel a bit inspired. Playing a musical instrument has heaps of benefits. Not only is it fun, you can create beautiful music by yourself or with your friends.
0: It's kind of like a sport for your fingers, so they get moving around and it works out your lungs and it exercises your lips as well.
1: That's true. Plus, learning an instrument can help with other things. Studies show that students who study music also do better in subjects like maths and
0: English. I have no idea it could do that. Pretty amazing, hey?
1: And the kids at St Mary's North agree. One student named Lachlan says that since he started music lessons, his reading and writing has improved and he's using his music skills to create songs for other subjects to help him remember important information. That is music to my ears. Story number two. What's the weather been like where you are lately?
0: Hot. Very hot. Um, in those two days, I wet my hat, wet my hair, wet my arms, wet my legs and wet my clothes. Really, really hot, over 30 degrees. Ah, it's only spring,
1: but already it's feeling warm right around the country. The Bureau of Meteorology has officially declared an El Nino. That means this summer is going to be hot and dry. El Ninos and La Niñas are two kinds of weather patterns that happen in Australia about every two to seven years. In an El Niño, the weather is warmer and drier than usual. In a La Niña, it's windier and wetter. And it all has to do with the temperature of the Pacific Ocean. For the past three years, Australia has been experiencing a La Niña. And that's part of the reason we had so much rain and some really big floods. Because it's an El Nino this year, experts reckon this summer might bring bushfires and extreme heat.
0: It's going to make bushfires and it's going to be very hot for the people who live on, like, deserts and farms. It's going to be bad because it's going to burn all the trees down.
1: You're right, it can be pretty scary. But because we know that an El Nino is underway, it means we can prepare so firefighters are planning ahead so they're ready if a bushfire starts. You can also chat to your grown-up about a fire plan. That's like what you would do or what you would take and where you would go if there was a fire near your place. Another important thing to think about is how to stay cool in the heat. Lots of people can get sick from unexpected heat every year, so it's important to think about a plan of how to deal with heat exhaustion.
0: Can you think of anything that you'd do? i just stay in the bathroom. Stay in the shade. You will get a sprinkler and then just run through a 100,000 times while eating a billion ice blocks.
1: Great suggestions. The most important thing to do is talk to your grown-up if you're feeling too hot. And make sure you're listening to your body. Drinking plenty of water, finding shade, wearing a hat and sunblock and long sleeves, sucking on an ice block. These are all things that can help keep you cool and stay safe this summer.
0: And here we are. It is time for... Wow the Week. This story made me go wow because I had... No idea that cockatoos could play the drum.
1: The palm cockatoo is a big black bird with bright red cheeks. It's got a tall crest of black feathers on top of its head, which gives off rock star kind of vibes. And it turns out these birds kind of behave like rock stars too. When a palm cockatoo wants to impress a mate, it'll play a special drum beat a male will break off a twig from a tree in front of a female just to show how strong it is. And then it'll tap that twiggy drumstick to its own little beat.
0: That's why I saw go into a bush and then tried to film it. It is cool.
1: It's super cool. And it gets cooler. Each cockatoo has a unique way of crafting and shaping its drumstick.
0: That is not real.
1: It is real. Scientists from the Australian National University in Canberra have found out that different birds make different drumsticks. Some prefer ones that are long and thin, and others prefer theirs short and thick. Grown-up birds will pass down their drumstick knowledge to their babies.
0: It's like when humans pass what their culture is down to kids but the birds are passing down their beat to generations. By teaching the baby birds. Yep,
1: exactly. Sons will watch their fathers shape the drumsticks every year and learn over time how to do it themselves. Scientists are very excited by this discovery and they're hoping to study the drumsticks more closely to see if their shape might influence the sorts of sounds they make too. Rock on, little flappers. (sighs) Five fantastic stories officially counted down. Thank you so much for your help, gang. Thanks, Ruby. Thank you, Ruby. You are welcome. And don't forget to do the news time quiz. The questions and the answers are in the show notes. See you later. Bye, Ruby. See you later. Or as they say in Darug language, yanu. News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to, and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your App Store.